Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. It's Irish Cup sixth round weekend. So on the show this week, we have Derek Fuse manager, former Northern Ireland international, Ivan Sproul, alongside Ben Doherty from Korea. Ivan, Ben, you're very welcome to the show. Let's start with the tabletoppers, Baco, and Linfield. Uh, 2-0 two, two up against the Glens, back to 2 each, and then, of course, they go on and win it. Linfield showed their strength. Do you know what, Pete? Whenever you can bring on Daniel Kearns and Michael O'Connor from the bench, that shows how strong you are. And those two guys came on at 2-2. Kearns made the third goal for Chris Casement, who was outstanding, by the way, on the night. And then Michael O'Connor does what Michael O'Connor does and scored. And Linfield go clear at the top again. It was a very impressive performance. A word for the Glens, though. They look a different animal to me under Gary Smith. At 2-0 down, they could have folded like a cheap suit, but they hung in there, they got back to 2-2. Curtis Allen and Robbie McDade scored the goals. And um, at that stage, the momentum was with them, but then Linfield just showed what they're all about. They looked like champions to me, Pete. The most disappointing thing for Linfield this week is, is Roy Carroll, and I presume this injury happened in that goalmouth frack at Seaview? Yes, it happened at Crusaders, and um, uh, Roy is gutted about it. He really is. Um, I'm very sorry for him as well because Roy Carroll to me is the, the best goalkeeper I've ever seen in the Irish League. He also happens to be a brilliant lad, people who don't know him. Uh, is this the end of his career, you think? I hope not. Um, I think we're going to find out over the next week or so, though, Pete, but it's going to be very hard for Roy at 41 to come back from a cruciate knee injury. It's one of the toughest injuries to come back from whenever you're 21, let alone 41. I hope he... It, he gets good news over the next week or so, you know, that uh, maybe he could be back for pre-season. For me, he could still play another year. And um, uh, Roy Carl, to me, such a brilliant guy. This is a person who's played for Manchester United. He came from Tamla, um, a little village five miles outside Enniskillen. He went to the top of the tree. He's won league titles in England. He's won league titles here with Linfield. And he's won league titles in Greece. He's a history maker. He's been brilliant for Northern Ireland. And if it is the end of his career, I think we should salute him and um, wish him all the best. Uh, you've obviously suffered out in yourself with lots of knee injuries and you know Roy well through the Northern Ireland camp. I mean, just how difficult will it be for him coming back from this? Uh, knowing Roy, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he did make a return back because, you know, he just loves football. But at his age and, you know, when, when time creeps up on you and a knee injury is as bad as that, it can be difficult. Uh, you know, the game is, you know, it's a faster game. Obviously, he's, he's a goalkeeper, but... For me, it'll be difficult for him, uh, just because of the age that he's at. But I would, it wouldn't surprise me, knowing his character. Uh, I'll echo what Stephen says, such a great professional. Uh, one of the greatest goalkeepers I've ever had the pleasure of playing with and, and, and seeing. Uh, so, again, it'll, it'll be a blow to Lundfield, because I think what you've just said there, he still is the best goalkeeper in the Irish League, bar none. Uh, he commands his ba- box, and he's, he's a massive presence. So. A big blow to Linfield, but uh, we all hope, and I, and I still hope, that he can make a return from it. And you're, you're sort of approved that that is the case. You've gone through two knee operations and you played on Saturday and scored. Well, this is it. You know, unfortunately, my two knee operations, I never had any bar away injuries at all in my career. And I come home to Linfield and, and had two in the space of uh, two and a half years, two operations. Uh, but they're hard to come back from. Uh, you know, second time round, I was probably told that, you know, it, was possibly time to hang them up because you know the, the second operation was a bigger one but football lies in his all and you always think there's that glimmer of hope and you always try and come back but 
they certainly are, you know, knee operations are not something that's, that's easy to come back from. You mentioned your time at the Blues. Obviously, you were injured, but did you enjoy your time here? It's a privilege. It's always a privilege to play for a club, an established club, and, you know, the, their name goes world, you know, goes renowned, goes everywhere, even across the water. You know, Linfield are a massive club, so it's a special thing to come back here and sign for them. But for me, it, I would class it as a very frustrating time because of the injuries. Uh, you know, I'd love to give a lot more. The frustrating thing for me, never won a league title. You know, I had three seasons here, although I left uh, to go and loan at Balmard at the tail end, probably due to injuries. Uh, but when you don't win that league title, there's something in the back of your head that I, I, I put it in black and white. You failed because if you don't win a league title at Lanfield, it's no good. And that's just the expectations. And I knew that when I came here. But listen, as for playing for them, very, very privileged. But as for my career here, very disappointed. Are they going to win the league? I think so. You know, I think from. What we spoke about earlier on before you know, we started the interview, I think they've got the strongest squad, I think they've got uh, the experience at the right time, you know, coming back to two all the other night, you know, locked up the spine of the team with, with Big Jimmy and Jamie and Andy Waterworth, three lads that were here along with me, and they just showed a calmness and a composure. To, to, to me, you knew they were going to go on and win the game. Uh, I certainly felt that from watching the game and, and it proved the other night, and I just think that the squad that they've got, uh, it's so strong that I just can't see them slipping up that much. Ben, you're very welcome to the show. Thank you so much for battling to get down from Derry and over the hills in the snow to come and see us. Uh, frustrating for you guys at the weekend, um, losing to um, Dungannis first. But before we get to that, you know, how are you settling in? I will enjoying it. Um, obviously, whenever I left full-time at Derry, I wanted to go to a club that would facilitate me and play the way I like to play football. Um, first went to Glenavon, and that was a success for me because I got what I wanted out of it. Um, I wanted to play games, get back to playing fo- football all the time. Um, and then when the loan was up, time came then didn't make a decision because obviously I've got a job and stuff now. Um, it was to just leave the job and go back to full-time with Derry or to pick a, a part-time team now that suits me down to the ground and Coleraine was the choice for me at the time. Uh, Rodney obviously sold it to you. I did. Well, I met with Declan first um, about coming back to Derry and whenever he said about that the, morning, the training would be in the mornings. Obviously, that didn't sit with the job, so Rodney then sort of came on. He, Declan went to Rodney first and sort of said, well, we have Ben Dorda here. Are you interested? And he was like, ah, definitely. So they arranged the swap deal between the two of them then, and obviously Kieran Harkins away, and I went to Coleraine, and it's worked out for me, and I think it's worked out for him as well. Yeah, obviously frustrating at the weekend not winning, but you sort of ran the show for, for Coleraine, and I suppose there's, there's a bit of issue with you boys at the minute with injuries in terms of the back four. I wouldn't say I ran the show. Um, I tell you what, in the stands, everyone was singing your praises. Uh, well, a hundred percent. I'm always going to give every game. Like, and on Saturday was the same. Even when the conditions weren't our, going in our favour, I just wanted to get down, do the basics right, and it did work in parts of the game. But I just think on the day, Dungannon were better than us. Um, we were second to every ball, and they wanted it more on the day. Just that's the way it was. You have hit the ground running though, Ben. Um, uh, by all accounts, Pete was there on, on Saturday and I would believe him that you ran the show. Um, what's it like whenever you move from one club to another in January? Because I imagine that's difficult, yet it doesn't seem to have been that tough for you. Well, it was difficult enough because then the first game was obviously against Glenavon, so there was that atmosphere of the Glenavon fans coming down, but they, did, they gave me a good reception, to be fair, and I just had a look at it as any other game. Um, I, play, I was a core aim player at the time, Glenavon was in the past then and I just went out and played with the way I usually play every Saturday and if, 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 as you say I've had the ground running and 
long may it continue. In terms of the, the season now, what where's, where's Rodney set a stall out? What, what's the achievement for this season now with um, the, the aim? Before every game, we don't really set our stall out. Before every game, it's just catch the team above us. And at the moment, that is Glenavon. And we had a chance to do that on Saturday. And that failed on Saturday, but we just keep going again now every Saturday. And it's there's no, oh, we're going to finish here. It's we just play the way we play, and we catch the team above us, and let it work out for itself. I mentioned the back four. Just what, what, what's what, what's the way our injuries sort of plan out? Um, well, I think Stephen O'Donnell's due back soon. Um, Aaron Cannon, I'm not 100 percent sure. I think he's a few weeks out yet. Um, and then I know Aaron Burns is returning soon. Um, I think that's it. Uh, Are you enjoying the Coleraine dressing room? There's quite a few characters in there. There is uh, Stephen Douglas and Skinner. Are two big characters in the change room and they get everything going it's even on Saturday after the game everyone came in it, did, it was a defeat and everyone's down but within an hour everyone's up again because them two boys just don't let it they've been around the game they know how to get teams back on focus for the next game and don't let us dwell too much on that and we were we were in good form then after but it was a defeat at the end of the day uh, we'll go on to all the predictions of course it's Irish Cup weekend and I suppose you boys will be looking for a, a good run now and retain the trophy hopefully um, well, that's one of the aims of the club, is they have a good cup run again because they knew what it brought to the town even last year. And they filled the, filled the place here last year and they got the result. And it's a big achievement as well in your senior career to have that medal. Absolutely. Um, I was going to ask Ivan, what's management like? Ivan, you're at Dergview. Um, uh, is it tough? Are you enjoying it? How's it going for you? Well, obviously, uh, it's my local club I've took over, so there's a lot of pride and passion there You know, to be asked back to, to manage the club. Uh, pressure wise I come into the team and I think they'd lost seven or eight in the bounce so I wasn't going into a team that was winning games of football so uh, I had to come in and change the mentality change uh, an ethic in the club and listen I've enjoyed it so much since I've been in it's been hard enough and hard work uh, but the boys have really you know we were bottom of the league there for, for a few months and I says to them you know we could we had enough in the squad to stay up and retain in the championship uh, we had a massive one at the weekend there we won 4-1 and we got ourselves off the, you know, the bottom of the table it's, it just brings you up different challenges every week, uh, you know. And that that win was against Limavady here below you now. That that was against Limavady, so I knew myself going down there, and I prepared the players for it as well. They could have went four points clear clear of us, or a week ago two ahead of them. So it was a massive swing, and mentally as much as anything, and that's one thing that I you know, suppose tap on a lot with my players. It's their mental attitude. I knew when I took the club over, it's not a false position because the players had let themselves down. But your, the mental side is a massive thing, and I knew if I could change that, there was enough quality in that change room to add in two or three more and raise. And and they're certainly doing that at the moment. Uh, I says that the result on Saturday won't keep you up. It's the start of it. You know, we beat the place the week before that, but it's now that siege mentality. We go and keep on winning games. And was the aim always to play, or were you just going in as manager? No, certainly not to play. Uh, but now, you, now you, you know you're starting yourself, and you're playing with your brother as well. Is that a difficult relationship to manage your brother? Uh, not really, because I had him. He come and I managed the intermediate club before I managed the Avian. I, I suppose the only reason he come down and stepped down was I, I, I took him down and to play along with me and I enjoy playing with him. He's quite similar to myself. He's, he's even now probably class himself as the faster one because he's the younger one. But he's doing extremely well for me. Uh, I didn't plan on playing. Uh, listen, you know, clubs like Derrickview and, and, and smaller clubs within the Irish League, it's hard for us to attract players. We're a rural community. Uh, I just thought that maybe with my experience and maybe bringing myself on for bits of games here and there would, would, would help us. I've ended up starting two games now and we've ended up getting 2-1. So listen, uh, if I can find someone to replace me, I'll certainly go back onto the sideline again. But I've, I've good belief in my backroom staff 
uh, and at the minute it's working. So as long as the knee doesn't give me too much bother, uh, I'll continue on the pitch. Pete, we talked about Roy Carl's amazing journey. This man here has had an incredible ride in terms of um, football as well. Started out at Oma Town, went to Institute, then got your big move to full-time football, became uh, an international. Two matches for Northern Ireland stand out for me, Ivan. For you, that was your debut when you came off the bench and played against England. And then you scored your, your first goal for Northern Ireland. It was a winning goal. And it was the first match for Northern Ireland after George Best had died. Mm -hmm. And you were wearing the number seven shirt. Just talk, us, um, about, talk to us about those um, memories. Obviously, at 23 years of age, you know, playing in the Irish League, a, a lot of people would have thought it was dead and buried and, you know, it wouldn't happen. And for me, I always had an inner belief that, although I wasn't at the Linfield or Glentorns or even Coley in the big clubs, you know, I was at Omatown and Institute, suppose clubs that were around the bottom. But I knew if I ever got my opportunity, I, I, would, I would grab it and take it with both hands. And, you know, I was lucky enough, Hubs gave me the chance to come in and, and a trial week and, you know, it just shot off from then. And, you know, you know my career at Hubs, I suppose it was a bit of a fairy tale. Everything just went so well for me. Uh, and then I got the call up to come into the Northern Ireland squad. Again, you were a bit starstruck coming on me, all these boys that, being an Irish League player, you were watching, you are a supporter. And then the first game, you know, I can remember warming up down on the pitch there and, and Defoe and, and Beckham and all. And, and I thought to myself, I was actually punching myself. I think, has this actually happened to me? And then the next you're thing... You're all pinching yourself. Well, this is it. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing, uh, you're on the park. They've come off the last 10 minutes and I come on. Uh, and I always give that to Fino. I said, if he'd have squared it, we'd have won 2-0 that night. Yeah. But uh, great memories. And the Estonia one, again... You know, you work so hard as a professional footballer, the caps just don't arrive. You know, you've got to work hard away at your club to get yourself the chance to go and start games. And that was my start, and my, all my family were in the, in the stand. And I suppose that when they're, as a footballer, and you'll know yourself, there's parts in, it, in your career where you think, is it ever going to happen? And when you walk out there with, you know, with your, your country shirt on you, and I know it wasn't my, it wasn't my first start, and then you score the goal, and it's 1 0. And you, there was a the Catholic Supporters Club in the Northern Ireland branches, you know, it was very big. And, you can hear them, and it's just a great sense of pride. You know, any time you can wear the national shirt, it's, it's unreal. But the memories that I had from somebody that was in the Irish League, that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people don't give Irish League players, uh, I think, enough credit, you know, for when they go across the water and how hard they have to work to make it and whatever. And I think I, you know, showed for uh, back then, and it's happening more frequently now, that, that they can happen. Uh, and there's no limit to where you can end up. And I went on to, you know, as I say, play away against Spain away and Estonia and England and the Portugal games and just so many great memories in my country. But uh, it all come down, I think, to hard work and now listen, special, special times. And again, for anyone watching here right now, I mean, we see it more and more players leaving here late to go across the water and, and you're another person that's proof that it can't happen. Well, that's it. You know, at 23 years of age, people would... People would have said, if you'd have said at 23, what would have happened to me then when I was, say, 32, for instance? What, could went, what went on? Like, I went to Wembley in the championship playoff final. We won the League Cup in Scotland. You know, 60, 70,000 people at Hamden. Scottish Cup final with Hubs. You know, so you, you many. Al you always scored against Celtic. Well, that's it. You know, well. went to Ibrox and, and people always mention the hat-trick. The stigma sticks around me forever. But there was other times we went to Ibrox and I scored ones and twos or else at Parkhead. You know, I think I ended up with six or seven against Celtic. But for me, I just embraced those big occasions. I embraced going to play in front of 70,000 at, at Parkhead. To me, that was just a playground. You know, I don't disrespect Ibrox and Parkhead. They're, they're fantastic clubs. But when you're, when you're a player, you've got to believe in yourself. You can't turn up at these places and think, well, I'm just glad to be part of it now. You've got to then go and show and believe in yourself to what you can actually do. 
Uh, and I think for Irish League players that go across now, they should do that. I think sometimes they go across and they're a wee bit uh, within yeah. themselves and awe. I was never in awe. I was always probably a bit of a fighter. So uh, everything that I got, I knew I had to fight for. And I knew when you turned up, well, it's just not enough to be here now. And it was the same when you went away with Northern Ireland. Right, I don't want to just sit on the bench. I want to push myself on. And it's that inner drive and that inner push for yourself to, to really do it. And that's, I think, how I ended up having the career I did and getting to Bristol City and moving from the, the, the uh, Scotland, from the SPL to the Championship. You have to have an inner drive and ambition to get to the next level all the time. And I think that's just kind of the person that I am. And Ben, do you think, you know, would you like to try that? Because Mark Sykes, the, the midfield partnership you had with Mark Sykes at Glenavon was fantastic. So down the line, would you like to do what Ivan has done and go across the water? Well, obviously, that's every footballer's dream. They go and play across the water. Um, it's what they want to do. Um, obviously, playing with Sykesy, he was unbelievable. He was a different class, and he deserved his move. And Bobby Burns last year got the same, and them two boys have excelled now. Gavin White, Paul Smith, and they're all reaping the benefits of playing senior football here before going over. And I think it is a better time for them to go over as well. But obviously, as you said, it's a dream. It's what every footballer here wants to do. Still time, Ben. Still time. <laughs> Hopefully. Quick word on Paul Smith. He's left you to go to Institute. What sort of a player of Institute got? Uh, so should have got a, I used to call him our wee magician. He done things that sometimes other footballers can't do. Like, you know, he'd just pop up and stick one in the top corner from 25 yards and he'd no call to shoot from there. But he, he's, a, he's a wee magician. I think, you know, with, with a McCrudden situation, you know, Paddy was trying to back himself up there. And he's certainly a good player. Listen, at Derrickview... Uh, I know what the club represents, I know what we stand for. You know, you mentioned Adam Leckie, Balamina, Ryan Mays, these are all Derrickview lads, Paul Smith. We take a great sense of pride from Castle Derg of giving players in the Championship the chance then to go on to the Premiership. We never sign players to say, stay with us the rest of your life. If we can't achieve that, we have given them the platform to go to the next level. I had the, the phone call from Paddy and I could have turned around and said to Paul, listen, don't go, it's the wrong time. Never do that to a player. Give them the chance to go and express himself. You'll have to work hard because from the championship to the premiership, there's a level up again. You've got to push your body harder. You've got to get further. You've got to get stronger. And it's the mental side as well. So he's all these things to deal with. But what he's definitely got, there's a footballer inside him. Uh, and he's got, he's got a special talent. So I'm hoping that uh, I don't see him back again at, at Derryview, but we'll always have a welcome home for him if it doesn't quite work out. Quick word on Lauren. Obviously, we're, we're watching and waiting to see what happens. They're going to come up next season. But will they challenge next season? How good are they? Uh, they're a good side. They're a good side. We 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 it was I think, I think my first point uh, with their view was at home. We we drew one all of them. Uh, they've got good players. They've got I suppose you would class Donnelly for me as their best player. Uh, he probably shouldn't be playing on our level, but he, he's there at Lyon. I do think they'll have to if they want to come up. I think they've got a team to come up into the Irish Premiership now and stay there. But they certainly for me don't have a team that can go up there and challenge. They would need to do, I think, surgery in the summer towards finding the players uh, to go and challenge for an Irish league. So, great side. It's great to see what's happening. Everybody chats about the money and whatever, but you need to put the right personnel on the pitch. And uh, I mentioned to you just before the show, players like Jamie McGrew and things like that. I don't see that kind of player that can grab a game like he does at that level that with Lauren have got at the minute, so I do think they'll have to invest, but I don't think investing is going to be uh, their problem when it comes to the summer. Ah, that's true, that's true. We will go on to the predictions very shortly, but before we, we end part one, uh, quick word on, on Cliftonville and obviously uh, what's going on there and Warren Finney's names being mentioned. Yeah, Cliftonville are hoping to get a manager in over the next few days. Warren Finney's been linked with it, Kenny Shields has been linked with it. Um, uh, I'd be interested to, to know this man's thoughts because 
you're very good friends with Fino, as am I, and a great lad he is, but do you think that's the right move for him? Well, listen, uh, a lot lady, I tried to ring him on the way up here because I had that camel journey to get from Castle Egg to Belfast, but uh, he didn't answer. Uh, but again, not, not surprised because he, he's a football man. I was lucky when he, listen, playing days with me and him, we had a great time and went Northern Ireland and, and he became a personal friend because he was at Cardiff and I was at Bristol, so it was a short commute, so the two families become close. But when he came on here, he surprised me when he was on here in charge at Lanfield because you know yourself, he's a character, and he was the one that kept the Northern Ireland room changing him going for every year that I was there. He was, you just wanted to see him as soon as he came on the door because he lifted the place. It'd but be the, great for the league if he came back in. But he's yeah. a character. He, he's what the league needs. We've already got our characters. You know, you've already got Dave. You've got David. You know, you've got David Jeffries is the biggest character in the league. You've Stephen Bax. You've got lots of different people on there. He would just add to the product of the Irish league. You know, a step back again about what he's like as a player, he's totally different as a manager. He surprised me because I, I was one whenever he, he took the job, I thought, just to find out what he'd be like. He was so professional. He was so punctual with his times. He was so organised. Probably not the way he was as a player. Don't know, you know, and that's not being disrespectful. I mean, he, he was a gifted footballer. He didn't end up with the career he had as well. But he was a top, top coach. And I actually think that season that he left, halfway through, I think it was a detriment to us because I think he had his really, really going well at that time and, and it takes, when a new manager comes in, it takes time. It just doesn't happen, I don't think, straight away. So for me, I would love to see him back at the Irish League. I would love to see what he could do with Cliftonville. They've, they've obviously still got some great players there. Uh, Can you see that happening, Pico? Listen, in football, nothing surprises me these days, but I would be a little bit um, surprised at that. Time will tell. Cliftonville need a manager who can go in there and um, shake things up. They need a manager who can go in there and tell the players that I'm the boss and I'm going to come in here, you're going to play my way or you're going to be out. Because Cliftonville have got sensational footballers but they have let themselves down with some of their performances. And also, I've said it before, Pete, on this show, the whole club needs to look at itself. So the board have to look at where the club's going as well. It's not just the manager who's got a big job in his hands there. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM. Uh, we have a Irish Cup sixth round this weekend. And why don't we start with Coleraine at home to Dirkview? Yeah. Ben. Yep. Um, obviously, last year, Coleraine won it, and uh, it was exciting times at the club. Holds a lot of uh, very fond memories, and the club would love to do it again. Whenever you come up against championship opposition, obviously you're going to turn around to us and say, well, you approach every game exactly the same way. You come off the back of a defeat last weekend, so I'm sure you will want to hit the ground running on Saturday. Yeah, well, our aim is to go out and win, as it is every game. Um, but Derby are a big threat. I've played against Derby before this season, before Ivan was there. Um, with Glen Avon, it was one of my first games. Um, we went out that night with a completely wrong mentality, and we ended up getting turned over and beat 1-0 and put out of the League Cup. And it was the big shock of the round. Um, but it happens if you don't go out and prepare properly and we need to prepare properly now for Saturday because it is a big threat. Will you start yourself on Saturday? Unfortunately, Cup tied. Uh, played with me, we, I was manager at our straw football club at the start of the year and we won the early, early rounds of the Irish Cup. So I uh, started playing left back that day, but no, that's me Cup tied. So back to the sideline this weekend. But again, Korean, you know, the exploits here last year in the Cup final, I remember watching it and what a performance they put on that day. Mm-hmm. And the league form this year has been a wee bit indifferent with you know the change of manager and one thing and another, but they've got a quality squad there. Uh, we're going down there to give a good account of ourselves. We'll go down there with belief. Uh, How excited will your players be turning out on Saturday against Premiership opposition? Listen, it's 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 good for the it's good for the town. It's good for the area. Uh, you know, they mentioned the the, the Glen Avon game earlier on. They've showed that 
you know, when they get themselves mentally prepared right uh, and structured right, they can be, you know, a force for anybody. Uh, we'll go on down there on Saturday as, you know, massive underdogs, but we'll go down there and approach the game in the right manner. What you said about the players, they will be excited, but I'll be making them well aware that it's just not a day out to turn up and be happy to be involved in the Irish Cup. You've got to go out there and express yourself as a footballer. You mentioned my story from getting across the water and going and doing all the things I've done. Why can the players not go down with the belief that they can get a result? Uh, with respect shown to Korean at the same time but you certainly just don't turn up on, on the day on Saturday and think what a, what a nice day and what a big crowd because when I turned up as an Town player or an Institute player you always wanted to take a, you know, a, a whack at the, at the big guns so we'll, we'll definitely go and, and give it a go Absolutely and um, Rodney will be really wanting to, to retain this trophy Yeah well there's probably a bit of pressure on him as well because the town last year they'd come and they won the trophy um, there's an ex- sort of an expectation there, sort of, we've done it last year, why can't we do it again, sort of mentality. And all the players in the changing room, that's what you want to win. Especially when maybe the league is too far of a reach at the, now, realistically. Um, that's your aims and that's what you want to win. Right, Pico, give us your score prediction. I'm going to go 3-1 to Coleraine. Sorry, Ivan. No. He's <laughs> not one bit, sorry. He's not. Never is. <laughs> I, I think that Coleraine, it's a massive match for you guys, Ben, isn't it? Because you're right, the league's gone, but this is a chance to put some silverware on the table. And the feel-good factor that generated around Coleraine when they won the Cup last season was... Some sens- of the stuff on Facebook was phenomenal. Uh, it was just sensational. I think players like Ben and um, Owen Bradley will relish this one. I can all- I see Owen Bradley wanting to bully Dergview. So it'll be really interesting to see how your f- defenders do. Maybe you're glad you're not playing left back. <laughs> and I, I think in, in Ben, um, I've said it before, I, I think it's one of the shrewdest signings of the window because um, Ben's gone in there, he's hit the ground running, he's a good footballer. I watched him at Glenavon, it was a joy to watch him. You're making him blush. <laughs> Sorry, mate. But I, I just, I'm just telling you how I feel and I think... Um, uh, Coleraine will come out on top, 3-1. All right, OK, let's get through some of, some of the ties. You can just give us your score predictions. Straight up, Lauren Tech, old boys against Straban? Uh, this is a team I know, Straban, obviously local to us as well. So uh, I know a few of the Straban players. Uh, the last round they went on as underdogs. This time around they'll probably go on as favourites. So I think they can go out there and get a result. Uh, so I think Straban will go on a 1-0 one, one, one away. So I think they'll, they'll get the one. Straban, 2-1. I will go 2-1 as well. Obviously, I know Eamon Curry and a few of the players as well, and it's a good tie for them because it is someone around their own standard, and they obviously fancy themselves, especially after going away to knock Breda in the last round and getting a shock result, as they would say. But I would say Strabana won 2-1. 2-1. All right, OK. Palomina at home to Portadown. This should be a tasty game. And you mentioned Adam Leckie in the first part of the, uh, today's show. Um, you know, David Jeffrey's got a really good thing going on there. Although Linfield are top of the league, like, Palomina aren't going anywhere. They're not going away. They're not, and listen, they've got the most successful manager in, in, that I've ever known, and, and David Jeffries on board of them. So, them players have, are very, very lucky and, and privileged, but he's certainly done something special with Adam Leckie. We all know him well down around Castle Egg, and we're extremely proud of everything he's doing. I think he's strongly in the running this year, the, the player of the year. Uh, I think Balamina will just have too much because of the run they're on, the form they're on. Uh, I fancy you know, Balamina to win that 1 2 0 at the weekend. It's a tasty game, you know, because I think Portadown actually play better against top-flight opposition. I know um, Matthew Tipton loves to pit his wits against the big managers, and as you say, Ivan, they don't get much bigger than David Jeffrey. and Tipton used to play for Balamina. His young guns will relish this one. I think it could be tight enough. Tasty encounter, but I think the class of Leckie and Cather Freely is a really, really good finisher. will tell in the end. I'm going to go 
3-2'd Balamina. Yeah. Um, I'll go 3-1. Um, I just think Balamina will have too much for them on the day, um, especially with the way they're going in the squad that they have. They might be able to rotate a few players, but they'll still have the same quality in the squad. Uh, Lauren at home to Crumlin Star. Bigo? I think Lauren will be too strong. Crumlin Star have had a really fantastic season with what they've done, but I just think Lauren will be too good. 4-1 Lauren. 3-0 Lauren. All right. Uh, I'll go 2-0. Okay. Uh, Warren Point at home to Queen's. As long as Warren Point have got their heads on and um, they're not too sore after their 30th um, anniversary celebrations last weekend, they'll win this. Warren Point, I've got a real shot. You know, if they get a good draw in the next round, they could suddenly yeah. find themselves in the semi-finals of the Irish Cup. And that would um, be testament to their manager and the players. I think it all comes down to mentality. You were talking about it earlier on, Ben. If um, the top flight team has got the, the right um, state of mind, they'll win this. So I think with Steve McDonnell as manager, they will have. I'm going to go 3-1 to Warren Point. Same as that. I think I, I echo everything you've said there. I think Warren Point have made a real shrewd addition with their, their new manager, Stephen. I think he's done a great job there. Uh, and I think they will see this as a great opportunity for them. They, you know, they've had good results within the league. Uh, so I, I, I'll go for a 2-0 a win for, for Warren Point. And they could be one to watch in the Cup. Mm-hmm. I'll go for 2-0 as well. Um, as they said, they, it's a big opportunity for them. Glenavon are at home to Glenavon. What's going on at Glenavon? Uh, I'm not, not 100% sure. Um, good mates with Josh Daniels, obviously. Um, and he seems to be, he's only came back from an injury and he had a good game on Saturday from what I've told. But it's just, I think they've lost a few players. Well, I've left, Sykes has left, um, Bobby Burns last year, and it's just getting players on the replace. Um, and it's hard, it is. Um, but they signed Owen Wearn, who's a good signing. Um, obviously, Garrett from Lumfield. And it's two signings that could probably give them a legs in midfield that they needed. And obviously, you guys got beat by Duncan at the weekend. Can you see them coming and, and getting a result at Morby? Well, they'll be full of confidence, anyways. Uh, we have Duncan again next Tuesday. Um, You'll want to settle the score then, all right? Well, of course. Um, but as Chris obviously going back to Glenavon as well, it's a big day for him. Um, but I'd say Duncan will give it a good shot. And with the form that they're in, Glenavon will, have it, will be up against it. You want to give us a score prediction? Or is it uh, too close to home still? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 2-1 Glenavon Alright, big up Massive match for Glenavon because um, their season could be finished if they don't get a result they'd just be looking to get in the European playoffs they haven't won in the league in 2019 Dungannon haven't lost in 2019 the job that Chris Lindsay's doing there is phenomenal I think one of the parts that Glenavon are missing is Chris Lindsay because he was a fantastic coach Ben and um, uh, it's a tough match for Glenavon, but I have a funny feeling they're going to nick it purely because of the need that they have to win this game. So I'm going to go 2-1 and Josh Daniels to have a big, big say. A brilliant footballer. Really good lad too, as you know. He is. Ivan? Uh, I actually think Dungannon will come out on top on this one. Uh, I know quite a few other players. Uh, Shannon Clucas and was here at Lanfield for a short spell. And Chris Haggerty, uh, McElroy. Lad, they're all real good friends as well as, as footballers together uh, and I know they've got a real tight knit you know real core of lads there that play for each other and I think it's shown at the minute and I think that Dungannon as well you know the exploits last year in the cup up here I know it was the league cup but uh, I fancy them to be the dark horse to come in the cup this year as well so uh, unfortunately I'll go 2-1 for, for Dungannon on, on the basis of some of the lads that are friends with me 
Balna Mallard at home to Carrick. Balna Mallard, you obviously know very well. Um, two former Premiership clubs. Be a good tie. Great tie. And I think, you know, we keep mentioning it. All these teams are look that have a favourable tie, unlike ourselves. We'll be looking at us as the next round into the cup. And, you know, the next thing when you end up on there, you start thinking, well, there's a semi. Who knows? Uh, Balna Mallard, Harry's done a great job there in recent weeks. He's pulled them out. Of, they were in a relegation battle with us two months ago and then all of a sudden they've flipped themselves into the top six. Carrick have kind of been up around the top for the most of the season. Uh, there's not much between the two teams but I'll just go on the basis of the Balmard are at home uh, and I think it'll be a big day for them and they'll see it as a for their players as getting into the next round so I'll go 2-1 to Balmard. Harry McConkey versus Niall Curry. That in itself will be interesting <laughs> to watch on the sidelines. Ballamallard to win it 3-2, um, uh, be fantastic for the town, be fantastic. That's for a Fermanagh you coming out. Uh. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> Ivan and myself were always going to go for Ballamallard, weren't we? Uh, ben? Uh, I'll go for Carrick, 2-1, uh, away from home. So. All right, tie the weekend, Glenfield against Crusaders. Huge, it really is, and then they play in the County Antrim Shield on Tuesday night, um, in the County Antrim Shield final that is, so, oh, Pete, this is massive. It could fit for a final, really. Let's be honest about it. The two top teams over the past um, five, six years in the Irish League. It's going to be a phenomenal game of football. Um, listen, I tipped Linfield to win the title at the start of the season, but I tipped Crusaders to win the Irish Cup. So I can't go back on the Crews now, even though Linfield are in phenomenal form. And I think that the Crews, with the likes of Jordan Owens, Paul Heatley, um, will win it. I'm going to go 2-1 even though I was really impressed by what Linfield did here against the Glens on Monday night. But if you go to CP a couple of weeks back, you know Linfield stopped Crusaders playing. Well they did and they could quite easily do it again. But Pete, I went for Crusaders at the start of the season. Uh, the start you of the can't change your mind now. You know, it, uh, I, it would really look bad if I went for Linfield so I'm going to go for the Crews to win it 2-1. Ivan? Uh, I'm going to go Linfield uh, just because I was, I've, been, I've watched a lot of them in recent weeks. Uh, their highlights one thing and another. Dave too will be, you know, he'll just want to continue wanting trophies and building his reputation here at Linfield and it's just what the club crave here, it's just trophy after trophy. Uh, I think the way they played and the squad that they've got, definitely I think they've got the power to go and do it. You mentioned Crusaders, an excellent squad as well and, and another fantastic manager and Stephen Baxter, but I just think there's a, a mentality at Linfield at the minute that they're, they're hungry for more trophies and uh, I can see them coming strong on both fronts, so I'll go 1-0 I'll go Linfield. Do you agree, Ben? Uh, I'll go for the Crews. Um, I think they've strengthened big time. Um, the two Hales, obviously, coming out, I played with them at Derry last year. And I don't know what quality they can bring. And I think it's just taken a few weeks for them to sort of bet onto the team. But it's starting to click, and they had a good result there against Stuart at the weekend. Um, and I think they could come up here and turn them field over. Who's the best team you've played against this season, Ben? Um, when we went up to play against Crusaders at Seaview, they beat us 3-1 with Glenavon. They were phenomenal that day. Jordan Owens and Paul Heatley were unplayable and they scored two wonder goals and that's probably the best team we played all year because of the way they played the football and they were quick. They played the ball about and they, they turned us over that day and we were in a good run of form but that was just we just hit the wall that day and we were just sort of handed a reality check that day. We sort of got a bit too ahead of ourselves and then we came up against the Crews and they did turn us over. But we're thinking Coleraine won't win the league so who do you think will? Um, I think it's Lumfield's to lose at the minute. Um, they're up there. They have a they have a strength in their squad, and I think it is theirs to lose. Ivan, just before 
we, we wrap it up. You're obviously managing Derby and um, you're still playing a little bit. But in terms of your management career, where do you see yourself going? You mentioned earlier you're a fighter. I, I, I sense that you would like to be in the Premiership. Will it be with Derby or would you go to another club? Or what's the aim? What's Listen, I started at the bottom. I went to intermediate football where I draw and they gave me a fantastic learning curve. A fantastic club, by the way, there. Uh, when I'm there and you end up being the kit man, the manager, you do lots of jobs, you, you find your feet in football. I think it's a good thing to do, to, to strip it all back and start from the bottom. Uh, I started my coaching badges and I'm, you know, B licensed now. Hopefully push on this summer and get the A licence. Took over the Derrickview job and I always see it, you know, same as a playing career. Never want to stay at the bottom. Always want to challenge yourself and rise and rise. But to do that, I've got to prove myself at Derrickview now. We're in a relegation battle. When I took the job, can I pull them out of that? Then the next phase, then can we go and challenge for the championship next year? Then again, if it, if it doesn't just quite happen with Derby, I have to have a reputation before you can get to the next job. You can't take a job on your name. You get a job on what you're doing with the club you're in. Uh, so certainly not football something that, that interests me. Uh, managing something that probably when my playing days, if you'd have said to me, you're going to be a manager, say, you're mad in the head. But listen, I just said that. <laughs> <laughs> but I've really enjoyed it. And you know what? As, mu- as much as anything... Uh, you know, giving players the opportunity, passing on, especially if you've been an Irish League player, going and doing what I've done in the, in the SPL and then the Championship in England, you've gained so much experience. I've played under the likes of David Jeffries here, you know, Tony Mowbray, John Collins, Con Calderwood, Gary Johnson, Laurie Sanchez, all, all those managers that have, y- y- you can't help but take something out of them. So, you know, Hopefully, wee bits and bobs that I've got of them, I can pass to all. Because I think it's a selfish thing as a footballer to do is to not put back in. So in my area in Castaic, very proud to represent our area. Uh, hopefully, we can go and, and, and achieve something next year in the championship if we can retain this season. Uh, and certainly, I'm ambitious and I would like to see myself someday down there challenging with the big boys. Well, listen, go easy on your young man here on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> ben, uh, Ivan, thank you very much, Pico, as always. Um, thank you very much for watching. Um, we're back next week, and enjoy your weekend's football. <laughs> <laughs>